Hey everyone, and welcome to In It for the Long Haul with Zeke and Lexi Hall, the premier podcast from The Bachelor's current residence. <laughs> We're so excited to be back and feeling a little bit better for week two of Clayton's season. Yeah, just a little bit. I think we've both pretty much turned the corner with still some lingering <coughs> coughs and yeah. Lingery. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor if, jokes. If you get it, you know you're a real one. Yeah, if you know, you know. Um, so Zeke, what was your first impression, Rose, of this episode? The season is starting to get messy. We've got some villains. We've got a smart villain and a <laughs> dumb villain. I'd say that they're both not very smart at this moment. Right, right. But, but there's definitely them, a hierarchy. And the strategy is smarter. Made a very crucial tactical error early on. Um, but that raises just so many questions in my mind. Like, do the producers lie to the contestants about whether or not they're on mic all the time? Because sometimes they are having conversations that you would think that they would know that they are on mic and probably on hidden camera all of the time, except for like in the bathroom, probably. So it's just, it's bewildering every season. So they must like be lying to them. It's like, no, 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 no. There's just like most of the time, if you don't see people around, you're not on mic. Right? Like surely. I mean, yeah. And I think that just in general, even if you are not being recorded, you're talking to a bunch of strangers that are competing against you for the same man and for fame. So, yeah, so anything why would you, you tell say, them you're dirt? Yeah, exactly. You, Silly. Whether or not you're recorded, you should be, you know, kind of self-regulating 24-7. Yeah. So, I think some people just can't help it. Yeah, for sure. Which is why they end up getting caught by the mic or exposed yeah. by a fellow contestant. Yeah, or probably more likely, like, don't really think that what they're saying is going to be a problem. True. Um, that's probably what happened in this situation, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, what was, did you already share your first impression? I'd say my first impression is that I feel like Clayton, it, he, I don't know, he's projecting an interesting dynamic with his relationship to the drama in the house because in some ways, it's like he doesn't know what's going on. He keeps saying, you know, I see no red flags. I've had such a good evening. I mean, that's pretty typical. Yeah. When we all know that um, drama is going on. But yet he was bold enough to ask Jesse Palmer if it's ever been the case that a rose was revoked. So he's willing to take these big steps when he needs to. Um, Hopefully. So I guess I don't really know yet if he is going to be kind of um living in ignorance of the drama or is going to be more confrontational i don't think it's been established yet yeah who knows during the episode he like tweeted that he his decision making gets better maybe oh man <laughs> so we'll have to see i think that he's <laughs> at least he's like self-aware um and able to, <laughs> able to joke about himself but you want to jump into the episode yeah so and maybe we'll just, maybe there'll come a day when we won't comment on this, but it seems like it's said every season, um, you know, after the previous season did not work out or hasn't worked out yet, which I guess the previous season 
Michelle and Nate still going strong potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesse, our new host, is telling the women about how this process can work. Which I'm glad that he says it can work because I guess, yeah, it has worked. Um, but they, like, I think they ask him, like, oh, you're married, huh? And he's like, yeah, I am married. I have a beautiful wife. But I don't think that he mentioned that it's not the woman he picked from the show. Yeah. So he's not even, even like, he's not even, you know, a walking testament to the fact that it can work. I mean, if you get Sean Lowe on here to host, sure, he can say that it works, but not Jesse. Yeah, I think that that is just, you know, continuing to rub salt in the wound that Jesse didn't actually have a successful season. Yeah, rip. So I don't know. I think that that's pretty strange. But here's to hoping that it works for Clayton. Yes, but more importantly, Jesse does have the first group date card. Um, The women are like so ecstatic about this. I don't know if I've ever seen a bigger reaction to him, like to the the date card. Um, They were just like, oh my gosh, there's a date card. Ah! Um, But on this date card um, were Teddy, NC, Melina, Gabby, Kira... Uh, Mara, Sierra, Genevieve, Serene, and Cassidy. Um, And the card read, this is what dreams are made of. Which in retrospect, um, uh, it seems like that is a pretty high bar for what the date ended up being. (laughs) Well, it's a Lizzie McGuire reference. This is what dreams are made of. Okay, see that that went right over my head. Of course it did. (laughs) But I got it. And then Hillary Duff shows up and, um, you know, things get real. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile, Gabby reveals in Gabby. So in like every episode and then sometimes every date, there is like one person who they've just like loved their interview uh, for that, like their interviews around that episode or that date. And so they just like put them all in. And so Gabby got the like, she was like the group date color commentator um she starts off with the hilarious line about how she forgets most of her dreams um so she yeah we're not gonna make fun of gabby too much but i think she needs to i think she just doesn't say things that sound very intelligent (laughs) (laughs) that's one way to put it yeah uh, yeah gabby i'm not vibing with her yeah i have to say um again she is seeking to be an Instagram influencer. Yeah, but we also had Kira, um, who was excited to see Clayton around kids. She was very positive um, about this date, and I guess we should mention that the date they showed up and saw a bunch of kids in the backyard of this beautiful mansion that they that they drove up to, and so she was excited to see Clayton around kids since the date involved kids, and. Um, but then Cassidy, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, doesn't really care about kids. She kind of hates them. Um, she tries to not be around kids as much as possible. Um, but then, yeah, as you mentioned, Hillary Duff does show up um, to help run this date. And Cassidy is very into Hillary Duff. She loves Hillary Duff and truly cannot emphasize enough how much she dislikes kids yeah she like says it over and over again sometimes to the kids and hillary duff (laughs) is her hero but yet hillary duff quit acting to focus on being a mom yeah no bigger commitment to kids than that cassidy needs to to get a grip 
So, um, you know, her idolatry may be misplaced. But um, the goal of the group date, as Hilary Duff mentions, is to decorate for a child's birthday party. So the girls kind of split up their tasks and everyone is starting to do their own thing. And Cassidy, who's supposed to be putting together the dollhouse, just is nowhere to be found. Yeah, well, so it was Cassidy and Gabby, group effort. Um, A dream team, really. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And, like, to be clear, I think that at least my expectation of what these, like, group dates are is that you participate in the date and you can steal moments with the lead here and there. But it's like you don't get to just decide to not participate in the group date. Like, I think, I mean, if I'm the lead, I'm going to be looking to see, like, how enthusiastic people are like willing to do the thing regardless of their talent or skill at the thing it's like that's an important at least for me I would think it would probably be for Clayton or anyone it's like how how comfortable like what is how does this person react when you put them in a situation that they didn't know about or expect and how flexible are they how accommodating to circumstances they didn't like expect um and Cassidy gets a freaking F on this. She just is too, she's too good for it. She basically says, you know, she doesn't, she couldn't be bothered to, to hang out with kids or to help for this kid's birthday party. So she just like goes off and finds Clayton and he kind of, uh, <clears throat> Clayton kind of like lets her do this, which is kind of not, not a great lead move. I think he should have kind of like corralled her back into like oh what were you helping with like let's let me come work on this with you instead he just like lets her like whisk him away and they so they can go make out yeah and she is crawling all over him by the pool and you know even if this isn't in the purview of the other women there were kids or are kids around and even regardless this is just an aggressive move so yeah she was yeah it was a lot but yeah, the other girls are definitely noticing this, um, especially Gabby, who poor Gabby had to assemble this like dollhouse um, by herself, which why do they have a little dollhouse? This was a birth. This we ended up like these kids are like 12. <laughs> it's all for the aesthetics. Yeah, I know. It just seems like when you think about it, it's kind of silly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were... Um, one of the girls, I think it was, uh, which girl was dressing up? Melina was like killing it as the the clown. She was wearing like three or four party hats all at once and looking, wearing her clown nose, looking crazy, having a lot of fun. Um, the other girls were like putting effort in and Clayton kind of didn't reward them as much. Um, but I think he did, um, he kind of did do some good call outs of some of the good behavior he saw. Um, you know, he did mention that Melina was doing great as the clown. Um, and Serene, who is an elementary school teacher, was great with the kids. Um, so, yeah, it he he's like acknowledging the, the good stuff, but then he's like also enabling Cassidy, yeah. which is not great. Not only that, but the women were drinking something that looked like a vodka soda or I don't know like is there alcohol at this kid's birthday too I mean maybe like I don't think that's unheard of especially like you know you throw on like a fancy kid's birthday party like the parents are probably going to be there and need something to drink well this is just adding to the fun right here <laughs> yeah no for sure um 
but yeah and, and like we mentioned she she's like sitting at a table with some of the kids and maybe one of the other girls and she like is telling the kids that she like tries to avoid spending time with kids as much as possible which is just so bizarre like why would you say that to someone like I try to spend as little time around people like you as I can well clearly we know that she from what we see later on in the episode is not very good at judging her surroundings and what's appropriate to say at the time yeah she's really not but then she so Genevieve had been making the cake she spent like an hour on this cake it was beautiful she like spelled out the birthday girl's name on the cake did a great job and then Cassidy decided that it was now her time to shine and she went and grabbed the cake to bring it to the birthday girl but then somehow very negligently drops the cake on the ground and doesn't seem too apologetic about it i don't want this to become like the cassidy sucks episode but it's kind (laughs) of the cassidy sucks episode um because she is bad yeah and it's not even like them giving her a bad edit like she is we're watching her say full sentences that are terrible yeah it's rough i mean I think I saw the birthday girl kind of like go and eat the cake off the ground. Yeah, yeah. At least one of the kids like went up. I think it actually might have been one of the boys like oh, went up okay. and like put his face into the cake to eat it. <laughs> um, the the issue with this, I mean, not only like does Cassidy suck, but it also like is bringing out like the worst in the other women too. So we're not like getting to see like the good sides. I mean, we did see some like good sides of like Serene, um, and like we Sierra. did. So we did, and yeah we did see some good stuff from some of the other girls but it mostly then just becomes one girl is being rude and like not playing along nice and then the other girls are just annoyed by it which rightfully so and so it just robs like the viewers also of seeing um like the good sides of these women and then like if it becomes like as you get farther into the season the less you know um and the less you like the the like the contestants like the less you're interested in them winning and the less engaged you are so it's just it's it's bad it's bad form it's bad for the show I mean it's good for the show because it's dramatic but I don't know I think overall it's it's a toss-up it's hard it detracts and it it adds but it's hard and the worst part is she thinks that it's the most strategic move she could ever play and is declaring herself a front runner and just talking about how she's good at being a contestant on this show yeah she gets too meta and it's annoying you don't you don't like to see it it's like too much too much fourth wall breaking Mm, this is some deep analysis yeah it is so we head into the nighttime portion of the date and um clayton is starting to talk to some of the women and something that i noticed just in several conversations is that clayton is kind of like a coach in some of the ways that he says things like, I love the effort I'm seeing from you. Mm. Um, wow. Big sports guy. Yeah. But even, you know, we've had a ton of sports guys on this show. And he is definitely the one that I've seen that talks most like a coach. And so it's just really interesting because I guess if you said something like that to me, I mean, it would be strange. But aside from the strange part, like, I guess that's a nice thing to say. Like, cool, you're observing things in me. Um, but just, yeah, the way it's said, I just can't separate it from like a sports context. It would definitely be strange, particularly coming from you, but yeah. I don't think it would be. 
like if I said, I really appreciate the effort you've been putting in. Like that's not like super specific to sports. No, like seeing. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I, it's just the phrasing. Like what I'm seeing from you, it feels like. Yeah, watching that, your sports play. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I could see how I could see that with that phrasing. Um, but you know, I noted that Serene is doing her best to and she probably shined the brightest in this episode in contrast to the drama that like was going on um she seemed to rise above it pretty well she was just bringing you know positivity she was you know she and Clayton talked about how she is a teacher how she has worked with kids even before being a teacher and how she just really enjoyed it and enjoyed trying to uh do something nice for them um and yeah, she talked, she, she noted that, you know, kids can have an impact on you just like you can have an impact on them. So good, good stuff from Serene. Um, I think she got her first kiss with Clayton also. Um, there was lots of like women talking about not having kissed Clayton before and then them kissing. So I don't know. I just like noticed, I think there were like three or four instances where it was like time for our first kiss. Um, cause he kissed like half the women, but then the other half had to catch up in this episode, which is wild. I feel like that's so many on the first night. That's become more common though. I think, mm-hmm. um, I mean, at least all the seasons I've seen they're kissing, they're kissing like a handful of people on the first night. Um, but I, I thought it was funny. Melina, like is like, Oh, Hey, can we talk about the rose? It's like, yeah, Melina, that's how this works. There's a rose. Oh man. That's silly um gotta talk about something you do it's not cassidy but then also she set up cassidy and cassidy (laughs) replied to that and was like oh yeah that's my rose i'm getting that rose and it's like you can appreciate confidence like nate had a confidence last season where he wasn't going to be too worried about the other guys and like obviously some of that is fake because you know it got down to like the you know fantasy suites and he you know, it's like it hit him all of a sudden that, oh, there's other guys here that she's catching feelings for. Um, but I think that, that that's a better way of doing it. Of Like, I'm not worried about the other guys. But Cassidy is like being so much more like in your face about it. And like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get this rose because I'm doing the best. And he likes me the most. It's just very off-putting. Um, and again, this is the Cassidy Sucks episode. So... <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, I didn't like Nate or Cassidy's way of going about their projection of confidence, if you want to call it that. But Cassidy for sure is um saying more direct things to the other women to like just rub in their faces that she thinks she's gonna get the rose. Um, it was very direct. Yeah, but like it's not like the, oh, there's no competition. It's just me, so I'm not worried. It was, I think Nate's was very much more of a humble, like, hey, I'm just here to worry about my relationship. He wasn't, like, telling other guys, yeah. like, oh, I'm in the lead, so I'm not worried. Yeah. It was more of just, like, you know, it's not worth my, like, effort to, you know, put a bunch of effort and worry into worrying about the other men. But, yeah, it's just, it's so off-putting. But they... <laughs> They, like, basically call her out, the other women. They, like, so, but you didn't, like, help on the group date. You, like, didn't, you didn't participate in the activity. You just, like, ran off with Clayton and kissed him. Um, Yeah, it's just, 
and she's just leaning into being the villain. She's just like, I, you know, I couldn't care less about some <laughs> kids. Uh, so rough. Yeah, it's tough. But um, our first impression rose recipient, so I guess de facto frontrunner Teddy, is already feeling emotional about seeing Clayton with other girls. But Clayton assures Teddy that he has high expectations for her. And she, I think Teddy like reiterated a couple times that she really likes the affirmation. She's going to need a lot of it. Um, and Clayton is all about giving it. He's, he's going to give her so much affirmation. So we'll have to see how that plays out um, and see if she can buck the trend of the first impression Rose winner not winning the season, mm-hmm. unlike in The Bachelorette. Um, but yeah, you know, we just get, and then that was basically like the gist of the, the nighttime portion. We just got some clips with some of the other women, him like saying some brief things about them. He and Genevieve decorated another cake, I guess, be, probably cause the cake that she decorated, <laughs> maybe he didn't get a chance to see it is probably what happened. Mm. Um, so they like, you know, they, they brought them out a new cake to decorate together, which was cute. Um, <clears throat> I will say. One thing that stood out is he was talking about how it's so easy to talk with Gabby and the conversation just flows. And I'm like, maybe it flows, but it's got to be slow. And and just like very surface level. So slow. (laughs) I don't think she talks that slow. She does. I just think that I just think that she says really basic stuff. Both. Porque no los dos. I don't think she actually talks that slow. We'll Watch pay attention. Next time. Like, Hashtag Gabby challenge. <laughs> um, but back at the back at the mansion, um, or rather the the bachelor mansion, because there were two mansions in this episode at least. Mm-hmm. Um, the one on one date card it has arrived, and there's like sixteen women who could, who are eager to know who's going to get the the one on one date. And it goes to Susie. A.K.A. Debbie Ryan lookalike. Yes. Um, A.K.A. Hannah Brown lookalike. She's getting compared to lots of people. Um, And her date card says, let's take our love to new heights. Classic. Classic date card. What could it be? Skydiving. Bungee jumping. Rock climbing. What could it be? But we will find out after the... The resolution of the group date. <laughs> Boom. Um, so Cassidy, like, she's talking with Clayton now. We're back at the group date. And she's, like, super confident about getting the rose from Clayton. She's almost, like, telling him as much. And she's, like, dropping, like, censored words <laughs> about it. Like, I, I don't know. It's, face. like, so strange. It's so like, weird. it's not something you usually see. Um, which it's like, I mean, I don't care that much. It doesn't like bother me a ton. It's just like weird. It's a weird vibe. It's a strange strategy. I don't think it'll work out for her long term. Um, and I don't like Loki don't think that that's something that Clayton loves. Um, I mean, I guess it, it didn't work out too terrible for her in the short term. Um, but we, we do see Clayton. We were eager to see what Clayton's, um, group date rose, uh, giving giving out strategy what's the word approach um, yeah what his strategy was going to be how he was going to do it 
um, because we've seen a couple of things and we've really liked, you know, giving a top three and then awarding the rose, giving some honorable mentions. Um, and so he kind of has done, he's taken a middle road. He is giving the runner up. He's saying, you know, this girl, I don't remember who it was, maybe Serene, like, you know, I really liked the way that you opened up and how you talked about this. And then Cassidy, I really loved the initiative you took, da da da. Uh, Cassidy, will you accept this rose? And he gave the group date rose to Cassidy. So the other girls, of course, were pissed. Normal things. Um, so yeah, the not not a great group date. I mean, it was like definitely overshadowed by the villainous behavior of Cassidy. Yes, and she <laughs> is not done yet. Um, so many Disney references in this episode. The next reference, in my opinion is a Mean Girls setup where Cassidy is Regina George and Shanae is Gretchen Wieners, her apprentice in drama. Yes. And we basically see um, a hidden camera <laughs> uh, film of the two girls talking and Shanae, or Cassidy is giving Shanae advice about how she needs to step up her game and really be aggressive and get in there so that you know, since she's not going on the one-on-one, she needs to be getting the group date rose. Yeah, I don't think this came as any surprise to us, um, but at least the Shanae part, I think we definitely saw her as being someone who's going to be um, not, that that would probably, you know, wouldn't get as long, get along with the other women super well. Um, and that's, that's definitely borne out here. Um, Cassidy, Cassidy, like, says that she's Shanae's sensei, um so strange they're just weird another reference now Wendy Wu homecoming warrior (laughs) (laughs) um but anything final on the group date or anything else no I think that um it certainly was the Cassidy sucks episode (laughs) um but the one-on-one that's coming I think really changed the tone of the episode yeah that's for sure so um it is time for the one-on-one, um, and Clayton and Susie go on a drive. They get some nice conversation in the car, um, driving to the d- location. Clayton says that they're going to do something he's never done before. Um, so what could it be? She, you know, Susie's worried it's going to be something scary like skydiving or bungee jumping, but uh, it's even scarier. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> but opinion. maybe. Um, maybe it's more risky. We'll have to look at the statistics, but, um, it's a helicopter ride. They're getting in a, a luxurious helicopter to survey Los Angeles, the Los Angeles metro area. Um, they fly directly over the mansion for all the other women to, to notice the helicopter flying over. And, you know, we got the, oh my gosh, is that them? How crazy? So unfair. Especially we've got Rachel, the pilot, who's like, I'm a pilot. Yeah. <laughs> that should be me. Yeah. Rachel has been so gung-ho about teaching Clayton how to fly yeah. that she's maybe sad that um, that Clayton didn't want to take her on that one-on-one date. And I think probably she is not going to get a one-on-one date this season. Ooh, if I had to guess. Take. If I had to guess. Um, seems like you would do that one with her, but. Well, maybe he wants to explore a different area of interest with her because all she really talks about is the flight stuff, so. That's true. That's true. It could be. So we'll see. I, I do think maybe that's my hot take of this episode is that 
Rachel, which I mean, it's so hard to know at this point. Um, obviously, maybe you do, but um, no, you can't tell me. You can't tell know. me anything. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of like when it's kind of like when there's fireworks for the one-on-one date. And that's like within view of where everyone else is at and staying, and they get to like they know the one-on-one date's happening, and then there's fireworks like in the distance, and they're like, oh my gosh, they're sitting like looking at fireworks. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. If you don't see what's happening on the one-on-one is it even going on yeah but then to further highlight the uh to further highlight the discrepancy in in budget um between bachelor and bachelorette they end their helicopter ride by flying over the ocean and landing on a yacht (laughs) haha so equitable (laughs) yes um and so you know they um they just get to chill on this yacht in a hot tub. They go talk and make out a little and then jump off, take a little swim in the ocean, see the beautiful sunset over the ocean. Really a beautiful, beautiful scene. Great. Seems like a great one-on-one date for them so far. And it gets even better. I think they had a good conversation. Um, Susie was talking about her dad who had organ failure just last year and recovered from that close to his family it really brought them all together um so I think you know we're starting to see depth from her and definitely emotional intimacy building between the two of them um so I I think that their interaction was pretty solid Clayton did have a few times where he said I love that but he expanded on that and did have a diversity of responses, more so than other bachelors in the past. So I'm not going to necessarily put him in the camp of other bachelors just yet. But I did notice there were some. I love that. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, the this was the second conversation in which they he talked with one of the contestants about their parents having been married like 30 plus years. Um, I think that he had that same conversation with Genevieve on the first night. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see how much weight Clayton puts into um, the background of his of his women. Because um, I think that's always a, a conversation is, you know, obviously you don't have to come from a family with a, with a great marriage um, to be able to, you know, forge, forge that for yourself. Um, but, you know, sometimes that is definitely an allure of like, oh, I want someone who like has grew up with that and knows what that's like, um, you know, just like something that you have in common. Um, so we'll definitely have to see if that's a recurring theme, if that keeps coming up for Clayton in his conversations and kind of definitely see how he reacts when he gets the first story about a more broken family background, um, because those inevitably come. And so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Michelle had a great family background wonderful parents obviously they they had their own difficulties in an interracial marriage um but she handled you know those situations with the men who had you know single parent growing up experiences or divorces or whatever she handled those really well so we'll have to see if Clayton can handle those and navigate those conversations well I think that's always an interesting thing thing to see from the leads um, and probably the, the bachelorettes are generally better at handling those things than the bachelors. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. Another thing that I noticed was how Clayton was just struck by how humble and soft-spoken 
Susie appeared to be, which was surprising knowing her personality and like how fun and adventurous she is, which you can still see that on the date, but she's just more real and is glad to be there, is taking in the experience, not trying to be um, strategic or calculated, but just being present. And so it's just a stark difference from Cassidy. And if he is so struck by these characteristics in Susie, Cassidy is not going to last past next week. Let's hope. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought was interesting, they after their dinner, they had a little musical guest and dance number um amanda jordan never had heard of her i think she's an up-and-coming an up-and-coming musical artist as they often acquire for the show um but i noticed that he gave her the rose on the dance floor like mm-hmm. usually they give the rose at the end of dinner and then they go out with the rose to go dance but he didn't she didn't have the rose yet and then they went and danced it was a really good song i really liked it um, and it was just a nice, a nice romantic time for them to dance. And then he gave her the rose in the middle of the dance floor, which was nice. Yeah. Kind of a good shot. But yeah, maybe it felt more natural to him. I don't think he was like, hadn't made up his mind yet, but just maybe felt like a more organic time to do that, which I think it did come across that way. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's weird when they just like, you know, come to a stopping point in the conversation mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> except this rose yeah um but back uh with the rest of the women the second group date card has arrived um and on it are marlena elizabeth kate sarah Lindsay, rachel tessa and shanae um shanae you know was the last name of course because she was eager and primed to try out her new strategy on a group date um a la Cassidy. Um, notable Jill was not on this group date. She was our Ashes girl. Um, and then also, I think, uh, let's see, who was the other people? Eliza also did not get a date this week. And then Hunter. also Hunter. So maybe the snake was not a good move from Hunter because he did not select her or she was not selected. Who knows who picks? Um <laughs> Hopefully well, the lead just, is involved. You're wishing that the snake wasn't a good move. Uh, but maybe it wasn't. <laughs> I, it wouldn't be a good move for me. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, um, but the day card said, I don't want anything to stand in the way of our love. Kind of foreboding there. Um, but yeah, the only of the three that didn't get on a group date this week to comment on this that we saw was Jill. She was like, what am I even doing here? If I'm not going to get to go on a date, I should just maybe go home now. And probably, like, if you don't get to go on a date in the first week, you should probably read the writing on the wall. Um, Although, it could be that someone on the date or two people on the dates had bad performances and and will get sent home. So True. And I think that with three people not being on the date card, it's not as much of a given that those are the underdogs he could be having people stay back that he feels more confident about if he really was told that you can't have everybody on the date yeah so i could see that with like eliza and hunter much less so with jill yeah (laughs) so i mean you bring the quote ashes of your ex-boyfriends unquote for your intro 
I don't think that that is going to get you pretty far. I was surprised it got her a rose the first week, but yep. didn't put her name on the date card. So who knows? Take Maybe notes. she'll stir up some drama. We'll see. <laughs> um, so for this group date, Clayton has some more help uh, in running it. Um, a less famous, a less famous name, but this is uh, Ziway. She is, I guess, a comedian. They had one of the girls pretend to know who she was. Uh, she might actually know. No, she just because you don't. I know. I think it was. Jeez. I think, I think they had Tessa comment on like, "Oh, she's this comedian. She's really funny." Uh, she definitely had an interesting like style and vibe. She was pretending to be this like really strict. She was playing this like part of like a strict school teacher or something. It was definitely interesting. Brought a interesting vibe. But they like walk into a barn. And it's all set up with tables, which I am immediately excited about because these are often very fun group date um, activities where they get to like write stuff on whiteboards. Um, But this was actually slightly different. It was to be uh, a game of Never Have I Ever. Um, And so uh, Shanae, uh, sorry, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Even upon walking in, Shanae is already failing at her strategy of being assertive and putting herself <laughs> right in Clayton's face for the whole date um, because she doesn't even snag the seat next to um, Clayton when Elizabeth notably um, gets the seat next to Clayton Shanae's like oh shoot that should have been me yeah. I should have been sitting next to Clayton dang it you should go home now I know it's a wash but Shanae is, is not to be uh, deterred by this brief setback um, but yeah, they're, they're looking for red flags through never have I ever. So, you know, we got some like stuff about send, like sending, have you ever, never have I ever sent a nude? Uh, never have I ever cheated? Have I, never have I ever felt judged by another woman? And notably Shanae very quickly put her, I have paddle up to indicate that she had felt judged by other women. And Ziwe calls her out, which I love. Stirring it up. Tell us the deeds, sis. Tell us the deeds. And she just doesn't really have much of a response of note in terms of what she says, but she decides, um, you know, Ziwe's like, oh, Shanae, um, do you know how to do the nene with well, the nene? Well, she asked that because Shanae re- takes this moment to be, you know, it's her time to shine and have her moment since she <laughs> was not able to, to get some attention from Clayton. And she just stands up and declares. I think we, we had maybe had her say it, uh, in an interview to the, to the cameras, but she tells all the other women that she is now Shanae <laughs> can you hear my eyes rolling and you can also hear all the other women's eyes rolling at this revelation (laughs) and so then yeah she gets asked if she knows how to nene and her dance moves are pretty good i will say um i was like that's pretty good uh i can't certainly nene that well um but it was the other girls were just like not about it they it was cringy it was cringy and i think I don't know. It's just like, it's more tryhardy than like Cassidy. It's like, you can tell Cassidy is just the way that she is. And Shanae is like this too, but you can tell that she's like having to try a lot harder. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come as naturally to her. And so then it's like really cringy. Yeah. I think, you know, if you're putting out your nickname for everyone also, um, and you like legitimately want 
everybody else to call you that now and maybe even Clayton. It's like, Shanene? Yeah, I think that like the rule of nicknames is that unless it's like, my name is Ezekiel, but I go by Zeke, that's different. That's like a nickname, like a normal nickname. But if you want to have like a fun nickname, you can't give yourself a fun nickname. Like, I don't, like, generally. I think that's the general rule is that if Someone you get an, to give it like, to you. people have to like you, first of all, and enough, or at least, like, have, yeah, people have to like you enough to care to give you a nickname, and you can't give it to yourself and then proceed to be rude to them, and, like, it's, it's so cringy otherwise. Well, maybe it's not even a nickname. It's kind of like a an double. An ego? Yeah. Mm, maybe. I think it's a nickname and it's cringy. <laughs> well, but maybe. I, I um just think she hasn't realized that, you know, her alter ego is the one that now is going to be up for judgment to get a rose or not. And Shanene, mm. not cracking top 10. She's not crack-a-lacking. Um, but yeah, so they're done with that and they learn that the next thing is a red flag obstacle course. So they have taken some of like the things from the red flag questions and turned them into obstacles. Like I think that there was, I don't know, like there's some giant printouts of phones and like phone screens, sliding like screenshots, into sliding into DMs, like you up. Breadcrumbing, which Breadcrumbing. I learned was whenever you try to flirt with a guy when you obviously are not interested in him and would never date him. Yeah, which I think is just called leading on. <laughs> Breadcrumbing, man. Breadcrumbing. Um, so just like a bunch of obstacles. One of them looked like it was... The first thing they showed, it looked like it was a pool full of syrup with like big pads of giant... Like giant pads of butter on them. It was bread. That was the breadcrumbing Oh, uh, okay. But it was like these... Yeah, so I guess it was like supposed to be big slices of bread and then it was like jam or something. Something sticky, surely. Mm-hmm. Um, it also looked kind of like orange though, which was weird. So I don't know what that even was. But uh, some kind of slime that they were able to mix together, probably. Um, hopefully not food. That'd be wasteful. But anyway, big obstacle course... Um, I think that, um, let's see, what's her name? The Olympian. Is it Marlena or the Olympian Marlena? I think we talked about this. She ran for Haiti. Um, yeah, I looked that up last time. Um, she, I think was excited about an obstacle course cause she knew that she uh, probably had a physical edge over most of these women, but I think she ended up getting like kind of pulled out for falling in the in the breadcrumbing slime yeah it's certainly not olympian um approved <laughs> yeah no it's much more random um much more squid gamey you know <laughs> um we did see shanae come out claws a blazing guns a blazing claws out claws out yeah, guns a blazing <laughs> yeah, and claws a blazing push Elizabeth down. Mm, yep. She pushed her right bread off that breadcrumb. So she truly is living out her name, I guess. But it doesn't work because she doesn't win. Sarah, who wanted to be just nice and friendly to everyone the whole time, is the winner. Yeah, and worked out for her. Clayton appreciates it. And they have a little champagne toast. But this is strike two on Shanene's report card of failing mm. the group date. She's basically a failure. And she is already worried about what Mama Cassidy is going to think. Mm. 
Yes, but before she gets to report back to Mama Cassidy, it is time to go back to Big Daddy's Antiques. This is where they made sure to show a good lingering shot of the sign for the nighttime portion. The first group date had their nighttime portion at Big Daddy Antiques. Wow. And they were both there. I think, yeah, I think the first time one of the women like commented like, that's a great name. And I think it was like an aside. It was kind of funny. Um, But yeah, so it was time for the nighttime portion. They got to go clean up and shower and put on their their nighttime gowns. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's like, Shanae is just trying so hard. I know I've already complained about her, but just throughout the rest of this... This is the sucks episode. No. Shanae is just incompetent. She's an incompetent villain. Um, Cassidy's much more competent and probably more frustrating. Shanae is just kind of rude and mean and uh, not very successful. Well, I don't know what qualifies as sucks then because I think both have met that threshold. They definitely do. (laughs) Uh, They definitely do both suck, but... um, yeah, I think Shanae, I think the thing that I put here, I think, was that Shanae was, like, feeling down about herself and, like, walked off and to, like, cry about her, you know, I think, I think what happened, I was trying to remember, like, what my note was, I think what happened was that she was like, I'm going to try to pull Clayton first, and then Clayton finishes his toast, and she's not even sitting next to him, and Elizabeth, who is sitting next to him and has been, uh, apparently, Shanae's rival this entire group date, um, grabs him first because she's right next to him and that's how that usually goes um and then so she walks off and like is crying about it because she's just so tired of not succeeding in her plans cassidy set the expectations about what she had to do to succeed uh too high and she's failing now (laughs) and it's overwhelming her so a part of me like you kind of feel bad for shanae because like cassidy i think probably manipulated her a little bit um it's probably what's going on. Cassidy doesn't care about Shanae, clearly. <laughs> not at all. And this was borne out later in the episode. Uh, definitely does not, like, have her back at all. Uh, and was setting her up probably for failure. Um, but, yeah, she just needs to, like, contestants just so easily forget that it's, like, this this show does not revolve around them. Like, everyone else is in the same situation as them. So just, like, do the thing. Try your best. Don't worry about it. It's reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that, you know, the nighttime interactions <coughs> seem to go pretty well. He's starting to learn things about the women, like Marlena's Olympian status. Um, has some nice time. Not really anything too notable. I think that really the highlight of this group date, too, unfortunately, is the drama. Yeah, I think we got some classic comments from Clayton about how he was excited that this group date was going well and was pretty drama-free. <laughs> um, and then, of course, it was time for Shanae's time to talk to him. She was visibly upset. Um, he picked up on it. Uh, at least he's aware enough to notice when the villains are upset. Um, and Shanae has concocted um this story about how elizabeth is two-faced how she's here for the wrong reasons you know we've seen nothing to indicate this and obviously don't believe shanae at all um and so clayton thinks though that he should address it classic classic move i need to address this which to his credit i think consists of trying to get elizabeth's side of the story so i think he did like didn't totally misstep here. I think he did a decent job at addressing this and kind of just asking Elizabeth what was up. Yeah. 
And I think she responded well, very cool, calm and collected, not trying to um, be defensive or combative, but just saying, you know, I don't know why she would think that. Um, and I think that if she wanted to, she could have shared kind of what she goes on to share with Shanae about explaining why, you know, things might be perceived differently. But, um, I, I also think that that's hers to share. And at that point, she didn't really know what Shanae's true allegations were because Shanae didn't even really specify to Clayton, just saying she's two-faced, which how do you respond to that when you don't know, like, why somebody would be saying that um so anyway I think the response is very um just well done and she says you know I wasn't gonna say this but um Shanae actually pushed me during the group date and so if anything there's something to explore there but I was not even going to like stoop to that level and say anything um until now I've been put on the spot so I think you can just see a clear difference between her priorities and conduct and those of Shanae. Yeah, it's definitely an adult and a kid, you know, fighting here. And uh, it's kind of not fair. You kind of almost feel bad for the kid, but the kid's the one picking the fight with the adult. So um, you kind of don't. But the big the big crux of this conflict becomes that Elizabeth, um, the only thing that she can think of that might um, or Shanae, Shanae says that Elizabeth was just not paying attention to her, not like even looking at her, um, or paying attention to when she was talking. And Elizabeth like thinks that likely what it was is that there was another person there who was also talking and that she has ADHD. Um, and like, I mean, if we are assuming that she's not like using this as an excuse, like, a like like a not just like a oh the kid is hyperactive but like a I legit have like issues with processing multiple streams of input at the same time and so I have to really focus to understand like and really be a good listener to one person um and so that's probably I mean I, I think that's like a believable thing and obviously it's you know, not great if she's like using that as an excuse for why she was, if she was actually just being rude to Shanae for some reason. Um, but like we, I don't know, unless she's like picked up on the fact that Shanae sucks, like, and just didn't want to have anything to do with her already. Like, I don't think that she had any reason to think that. So no, I think it's totally, this seems legit. Yeah. And she even said, I have an auditory processing disorder related to my ADHD. I mean, it is real and it's, very vulnerable for her to share that so I don't think that this is a front at all yeah. and you know Hannah Brown also addressed this on her Instagram she um revealed too that she has ADHD and that she actually had to have a serious conversation with her boyfriend because he thought that she was kind of ignoring him in public settings when they were around others but really she had to explain that she has to hyper focus on one person at a time um, because of how she processes information and keeps her attention. So she kind of validated this, um, you know, phenomenon for Elizabeth. And so I think that my takeaway from this conversation is that Shanae responded so poorly. She didn't even say like, thank you for saying this or like, oh, I didn't realize, or this provides more context or even saying like, 
I, I appreciate you sharing that, but I still felt hurt. Now I know why I felt hurt. She just says, well, I, I still feel hurt and I, you just are two-faced. And it's like, what? She just explained the whole situation and you don't even acknowledge any part of it. You just, it's as if she didn't say anything at all. And then she goes on to kind of mock her um, ADHD and saying that it's probably a lie or that she too has ADHD and everybody has it and it's not an excuse for anything. And it was just such a poor response. Um, Really, really heartbreaking, honestly, to see someone say that. Yeah, it was tough. It, it like crossed the line from being like entertaining to just being like, ooh, this is, you're just like, need to learn some empathy. <laughs> it was bullying. Yeah, and, it was tough. Um, you know, I hope that this is a moment where she can really learn from that because, yeah, that's, it's not good. Yeah, the this kind of confrontation spilled over a little bit into the group setting, not when Clayton was there, um, but just with some of the other women. And I think one thing that is notable if we're trying to look into our crystal ball and figure out who some of the contenders are is I think that a good um, predictor of who the, the serious contenders are are the women who like try their best to stay out of the drama. Um, like occasionally you'll get a contender who is able to like kind of mediate and and navigate those waters but I think most of the time at least from what I remember it's like those women who like just kind of stay out of it um I remember there were some great scenes from Peter's season where like Maddie and Hannah Ann were just like literally like in another room like hanging out watching drama unfold just like totally knowing that they were the top two um and just not caring at all. Um, and so uh, I noted that Lindsay is just like, I think she just cannot be bothered by drama. Like um, like it annoys her because she thinks it's so petty. Um, and she's right, of course. Um, well, obviously, like, not like, I don't think like Elizabeth's like isn't being petty necessarily. But I think she just is like, I am, I just can't handle this. And she just like walked away, which I think is a good move. You don't necessarily want to get involved with it. And so hopefully I, I've been liking Lindsay. She has been getting a lot of opportunities to like be the commentator on, especially the first episode. She, she talked a lot. Um, we, we saw a lot of what she had to say about things. And so hopefully she can kind of be the, the cynical, like above the drama person, just like commenting on how, how ridiculous it all is kind of the voice of the audience. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it is time for the cocktail party. And, um, Props to Clayton here um, for giving time. And I don't even like, I didn't even notice. I didn't realize. I thought it was just Jill who was left off the dates. But then we kind of realized that, oh, he's giving Eliza time first. Wait a minute. She wasn't even on the dates. So the first three women that at least that we saw, maybe they just edited it this way. But I don't know why they would edit stuff out of order. But maybe it was for that reason to make him look better. But regardless, (laughs) Clayton looks good here because he gives the first three conversations at the cocktail party to the women who were not on the dates so um uh eliza you don't see any interrupting either yeah so that was good on the girls so i was like the show was working well uh at least at the beginning of the cocktail party um eliza shares with clayton that scrapbooking is a big thing in her family so uh they start a scrapbook um this will be sad when 
she like goes home in two weeks and they've only filled out like two pages in their scrapbook i'm just being cynical hopefully she goes far we like her she's She's really nice i agree but i think that like ultimately it's one of these things where it's like oh they make the scrapbook together but like i don't think that generally it's not like like i can't remember the last time there was something like this and then it was like oh hey we made it to the end we had the scrapbook remember when i made you on like night two like i just don't remember that ever happening well um (laughs) you know what they say i can't even remember if this was a quote from bachelor last night or something else we saw but some people are in your life for a reason a season or a lifetime Hmm. and so you know you have this scrapbook of somebody that you might not get engaged to but it could be meaningful until you are in another relationship then you got to throw it out but yeah um (laughs) but i guess regardless of what you say it seems like that's good for eliza that we get to see some good interactions with them because we didn't really get much notable stuff from jill or hunter so probably they are gonna fall in my power rankings i'm not actually doing those but um it's just it can be kind of it can be kind of telling uh what we see what we're shown um but yeah um so cassidy has kind of cassidy and shanae have regrouped after the group date performance from shanae and cassidy thinks that the best move here is you don't want you don't want drama around you because (laughs) you know which that's kind of rich coming from cassidy but it's like you, you don't want this drama which is true you don't want this like standing drama so she says you need to go quash the beef with elizabeth and so this goes um exactly as you would have expected and it goes really badly for shanae um elizabeth just kind of reiterates like um you can't be rude to me about like the thing i shared about you which was sensitive um and like and shanae just continues to be rude and like you said she like outright mocks it she's like oh that thing that little kids have um clearly like misunderstanding like the nuance that there is to adhd i mean i i think i didn't realize that this was a thing before this episode so i'm glad that this was a part because it gives me like a a better capacity to understand like the different things that people struggle with and Mm -hmm. you know helping to it helps me like you know it helps you understand like why people might do or act you know do or act the ways that they do and you know give them the benefit of the doubt as much as possible but um yeah it's just a terrible terrible look for shanae you know across that line like we said um and you know they start to have this bleed into the group setting and shanae is still talking about it um revealing to even more women without elizabeth's consent that she has adhd um and at this point your prediction comes true. Cassidy betrays. Yeah, I saw this coming like a mile away. Um, I think I said it. I didn't write it down. I should have when I thought it. But I think I, I think I probably said it out loud. I was yeah. like, um, I was like, Cassidy is totally when this goes south for Shanae before this interaction even happened. Like she's going to like throw her under the bus and not have her back at all because she doesn't care about her. She's manipulating her. I think. Yeah, and Cassidy even says in front of the other women, like, I can't support you on this you're being a jerk she's like you gotta cut your losses (laughs) Um, so boom hilarious um and then we get this shocking happening which i i'm not sure that i remember seeing before where sierra shares with the audience that 
um, she has some some dirt on Cassidy, and we get a flashback scene to Cassidy telling Sierra, like, I don't know, maybe the first day, or maybe even before, like, the, they had even done the limos. We don't really know when this was. I think probably that first week when they were just chilling by the pool, she just is, like, telling her all about this, like, finds the benefits she has back home and how they were hanging out right before she came on and how he they had talked about, like, hanging out after the season. So, uh, I mean, this isn't a great look uh, for Cassidy. You, you don't want to, like, have attachments... Um, you know, regardless of whether it's good or bad, like it's the the way that the show works is that it's not a good look. People do not like it when you have attachments very shortly before the show or have any conversation with them about resuming this after the show. Yeah. They want single people who are ready to be single, who don't have backup plans after the show. They want you to be there all in for the lead. Um and so we got the receipts even before uh, to back Sierra up even before she takes it to Clayton. And she does take it to Clayton. Obviously, you hate to see this for Sierra because she seemed great. Um, and um, so hopefully she's able to, to weather this. But historically, um, whether or not it's even if you have the receipts and whether we saw it or not, the person who tells the lead bad things about other contestants generally doesn't last too long after that happens. Yeah. Um, but Clayton is definitely a bit shook by this. Um, he needs some time. Um, so he's taking some time at this point. It's becoming abundantly clear that this cocktail, that, that we're not going to get a rose ceremony at the end of the episode. Um, so the balance has forever been destroyed. Yeah. I think that we got the entire season last season. That was like, it ran perfectly on schedule. I think we didn't have any rose ceremony cliffhangers. I mean, Michelle canceled like half of her cocktail parties or cut them short when stuff happened. She's just like, okay, I'm not dealing with this. I know what I want. And she didn't know what she wanted, um, which was nice. It's kind of nice to just have the trains run on time and to have everything be how you expect. Um, but <clears throat> we are going to be left with a cliffhanger. And an off-schedule start to this season, I guess. And we don't even get to see it resolve for two weeks. Yeah, we're not sure why there's no episode next week. I don't think we were able to figure out why. But um, the I will say that for a cliffhanger, it's not just like Clayton is just looking sad about how hard this is and not sure what to do. We actually got like a pretty good cliffhanger on this, which was Jesse has come to... Um, to offer some words of advice or to help Clayton work through this issue that he's having. And we just get the final line of Clayton asking Jesse, this is a, maybe a weird question, but has anyone ever taken back a rose? Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> we didn't even coordinate that. <laughs> High five. Um, but yeah, so, um, and that's the episode. We learned that it's going to be two weeks Till we get the next episode, which I guess it'll be nice to have another break um, between episodes. Maybe we can, no, we can just take a break. <laughs> <laughs> but Lexi, what is your final rose for this episode? I think that this is interesting. And I think I've seen this pattern kind of emerge in the last few seasons where we see multiple villains um throughout the season and they only kind of rain for one 
episode, max two episodes. And so, you know, technically it for probably both Shanae and Cassidy, I predict that they'll go home at the next rose ceremony. And even though that this was like a to be continued episode, technically it'll be only one week of terror um, for, from both of them. And so, you know, I feel like we saw that a little bit in Michelle's season and Katie's season where it was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect you to be a villain, but here you are, you know, kind of messing things up for one week, but then you go home that week or the next week. It's not like um, Hannah Brown season where we had Luke making it to the top four and he was like a villain the whole time that Hannah wouldn't acknowledge. Um, so I think it's kind of interesting to me. It's more entertaining because we've got a variety of villains that emerge, um, throughout the whole show. And it's also satisfying because you see justice served very quickly instead of like somebody who makes it way farther than they should. Um, so I kind of like that and I'm hoping that that is my prediction comes true and they both go home and their, you know, reign of terror was only this week, but who knows? Um, that's just a guess. Yeah. I think that there's been like a, a change in like the culture of the show where you like can't get away with stuff anymore. You'll get ratted out immediately. Um, and obviously like the ratting, the people doing the ratting out, like it doesn't work out usually for them either. Um, but, like, obviously my go-to, like, old-school Bachelor is Sean Lowe's season because it's the only old one I've seen. It's the only one before Peter's season that I've seen. Um, but, like, there was a very notable villain, um, Tierra, who was in that season. She she made it to, like, maybe the top maybe the top six even. She made it really deep um, because, like, none of the women, like, I think maybe there were some attempts to, like, talk to Sean about it. Um but uh, she, I think she was just really skilled at, you know, being sweet um, and really, and he really liked her, I think. Um, at least he really liked the part of her that he got to see. She was very different, like not around him. Um, obviously when like she like freaked out about like the polar plunge or whatever, the thing that they did and she like was like sick in bed for like three days. I, it was very dramatic. And I think he was like, this seems like an overreaction. <laughs> All the other women were fine. Um which I don't know. That one was a hard one to tell. She was either putting on a really good acting job or it really did get like super cold, like almost hypothermic. I don't know. It was crazy. Um, but she definitely milked it uh, <laughs> and was just an unpleasant person to everyone except for Sean. So I don't know. I think that like there's some, I think like the villains feel more cheap when they're just like one episode and it's just like they flame out really quickly. I think that I think it's, you almost want, at least sometimes, for there to be villains that have staying power, um, because I think that's what makes a good villain, is when the lead, like, genuinely likes them, which I think, I am not as optimistic as you are that Cassidy is going to go home in light of this information. I think that he is going to go talk to her about it, and she's going to, like, talk him down from taking away her rose. Um, I think she's going to convince him, probably just with some skillfully placed making out um (laughs) that he should stay um i don't know i think that the bat the bachelors are just i think so much more easily manipulated than the bachelorettes like michelle like no once she heard something she didn't like you're gone the bachelors is just like no you just cry a little bit and like why are the other girls being mean to me 
um, and then let me kiss you, and it, they fall. The men fall for it every time. Like Peter was the classic example of this. Um, see, Vic- Victoria. see Victoria F. Yes. Um, I mean, maybe so. I don't know. I just think, I guess, yeah, we haven't had a Bachelor season for a while, so I'm used to more temporary villains. And, I mean, maybe it's fun to see a villain kind of, like, grow and develop in their villain ways. But, I don't know. I like to take out the trash. Yeah, I think <laughs> that after a, a season like Michelle's, where she was pretty skilled at weeding out the, the bad actors, I think, I, I think my takeaway is that I would be in favor of Clayton making some bad decisions oh early goodness. on cuz he's not going to get rid of girls he really likes and his bad decisions he's just going to keep some you know he's just not he's just going to keep some of the bad ones and get rid of some of the ones he wasn't going to pick anyway in favor of the bad ones and so i think that makes for more exciting and interesting television so i think that's my takeaway is that i am maybe a little hopeful that like, I think I am, I don't think, I think it's too obvious for Cassie to leave. I think she'll stay. I think Cassie will stay. I think Shanae might get ratted out maybe and get sent home. Um, but maybe both of them will stay, but then Shanae will have it out for Cassidy. I think that would be fun to have some like villains like going against each other. I think that would be interesting. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I think that it'll be interesting to see kind of what comes of this cliffhanger. I think it would be wild and i would love to see it if he does take away cassie's rose and give her gives her the boot um i would love to see him give it to to serene instead uh before the rose ceremony or sierra well that but but uh serene was the runner-up that he put on the record for the the rose for the group date so i think you know or sierra you know either one i think would be good to get that rose i think that would be wonderful to see that i don't think i've ever seen it in this show um although maybe that maybe it's happened maybe someone has taken away a rose but um yeah we'll see i mean i know that the reign of cassidy will end surely at some point but i think it is more compelling when you have a villain who the lead clearly likes and just can't see but he is seeing he's being told it right away so we'll see if he trusts sierra and her information have you mentioned your final rose (laughs) That was that. That was it. Okay. I was kind of hopeful <laughs> that, um, just kind of hopeful that we actually get some more compelling. Uh, what I think is more compelling villain, villainry from from Cassidy. I mean, I know it gets kind of old, but um, I think it'll be compelling if she stays and is con- continues to kind of um, to work her her. Uh, her claws into <laughs> Clayton's decision making. Oh man, you are. I couldn't think of a more poetic way to say that. Sorry. Wishing the best for just, our Missouri homeboy. Wow. He'll figure it out. I just in the early game, you gotta hope for some good, some good villainry in the early game. I just want multiple villains, not you know, still some villains. I just want just villains <laughs> to last more than one episode. I think it's dumb when they get ratted out right away. Okay, well we'll have to agree to disagree. Let us know what you think in terms of villain longevity and we'll see you in two weeks when things pick back up and we see what cassidy's fate will be yeah you'll hear us then thanks for listening this has been in it for the long haul with zeke and lexi hall